Well, good morning, church family that I love. It's good to see you here on this Lord's Day, one and all, and thank you for worshiping through song. Now let's worship through the Word, shall we? If you haven't done so already, I want to invite you now to take your listening outline from your worship guide, get a pen in hand, and open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, and this morning, we want to look at verses 1, 2, and 3. It's a message. I hope you'll see the the title on your outline that I've entitled Building Endurance to Go the Distance. Building Endurance to Go the Distance, How to Develop the Power to Persevere. I think you're going to find both challenge and encouragement from the Lord's Word uh, for us today. Now, as we're preparing to hear the Word here in the Worship Center, let me just say a warm welcome to everybody in our contemporary service, as well as those who are joining on TV and online. I'm really glad that you're listening in this morning. And I just want to acknowledge the little bit different circumstance that we're finding ourselves in today. There are probably more people joining us online today. Uh, than are actually here in the room. And that just reflects some of the circumstances going on related to COVID and all the other things in um, in our circumstance right now. So let me just say, whether you're here in the room, in our contemporary service, on TV and online, I believe you're here for a purpose today. And I believe the Lord has a word of encouragement and strength strengthening for you and me. So I'm glad you're here this morning. Now, before we dive into the scripture, I've got to say a couple of words. They are go dogs. How about that? Is that all right to say on a Sunday morning? I think it is, and all the Georgia fans would have given me grief if I had not mentioned a national championship a week after it occurred. First time in 41 years, and so we just have to celebrate in the state of Georgia, and congratulations to them one and all. Now, having said that, though, I want us to look to the Scripture. Can we do that? I want you to take in what the Bible says in these three verses I want you to use those verses, really, to do a little bit of introspection and self-evaluation. And then I want you to leave today with a handful, five principles out of Scripture that will actually help you and me learn to endure, persevere, finish strong, finish well, finish faithfully, whatever the Lord has given us to do. I want to say that some of the principles today are transferable, but boy, their specific application is to our walk with Christ. So look with me to see what God's Word says today. You remember the book of Hebrews is written to people who are under pressure. They're facing opposition. They're facing difficulty. Some of them are being tempted to drift away or to fall away or to shrink back. And so here's the word that comes in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Here's what the Bible says. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And it goes on to say in verse 1, 
let us run with endurance. There's our theme today in that word. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Here's some more instruction in verse 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, here's the key word again, the theme, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3 says, consider him, consider Jesus, who endured, there it is a third time, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Now, may the Lord add his blessing to our reading, hearing, and applying of his word today. So, look at the end of verse 3. That's where I want us to begin. And do you see what the writer of Hebrews thought might be the case with those to whom he was writing? He thought they were in danger of growing weary. He thought they were in danger of being faint-hearted. Another way of saying that, he thought they were in danger of being discouraged. Now look right up here. Guess what I have sensed over the last several days as I've interacted with many here in our church family and across our community, as I'm watching what's going on in the news, both locally and statewide and around the country, guess what I sense? I sense that these words of verse 3 may be true of you and you and you, that maybe you're growing weary, maybe there's some discouragement, and maybe you need some strong spiritual encouragement today to keep on. You know, the truth is, the truth is, most of us are ready to be done with the pandemic. Isn't that true? Wouldn't you say that's the case? I'd say nods all around the room. We're, we're ready for that to be the case. But what the truth is, we're in the middle of another spike right now, and it is reflected across our state and in our community in the number of people who are being hospitalized. For instance, this morning, the Georgia Department of Public Health reported 5,400 people across the state, and here in our region, 563 people right here in our region in middle Georgia hospitalized because of COVID. This is the third spike like that in hospitalizations. And thankfully, uh, not as many deaths during this Omicron spike, but some, 27 people a day passing away uh, from COVID right now. So I recognize this morning that there are a variety of experiences in the pandemic where we are right now. Um, I, I interacted with people this morning who said, you know, our entire family tested positive, had symptoms, we're recovered, we're doing fine now. For us, it wasn't a big deal. But this morning before the service, I interacted briefly with an Ingleside family whose loved one is in an ICU in our community, struggling to breathe and struggling to get past COVID. And so it is a wide variety of experiences, is it not? 
And it has impacted over these 22 months so many different segments of us. It's impacted older people especially, both physically and with the isolation. It's impacted medical personnel as the demands on the system and on them have grown greater and greater. It's impacted parents and children and families trying to figure out school and work. It's impacted teachers and educators in the classroom, online, hybrid. It's impacting our economy. It's impacting our churches. And as a result, guess what I sense and feel in many of us? There's a lack of margin. There's a little weariness. There's an element of discouragement. There may be some frustration. And just below the surface, some anger. So I want to ask you to do a little assessment today. Would you look at your outline? Do you have a pen in hand? I want you to do a little self-assessment. Not of the person next to you, not of your friend of neighbor, not of your spouse, but of you. I, I want you to assess yourself on the weariness scale. Do you see it there? One is not very weary, five is pretty weary, somewhere in between. If you just assess yourself on the weariness scale, uh, it's one of the words in verse 3 of Hebrews 12. What would you say? Look at the second scale. How would you assess yourself on the discouragement scale right now? Would you say, no, I'm not much discouraged. I'm doing pretty well right now. Or would you say, no, to tell you the truth, I'm just discouraged by this. And, and, and you would be on the high side. What about on the opposition scale? The, the people who received Hebrews, they were being opposed by some who, who did not believe the gospel and were persecuting them. And so, how much opposition do you feel right now? Not much or all the way to a lot? And then finally, what about the frustration scale? Do you see it? It's number four there. Uh, it, it's the inability to make progress, sort of two steps forward and one step back. Do you feel not much or do you feel a lot? Now, some of you are saying to me, Pastor, why are you asking us to do this kind of assessment this morning? Well, here it is. One of the things that we have learned from Scripture and from pastoral experience across the years, something uh, Pastor Rick Warren taught me many years ago, as he taught many others, and that is this, listen, oftentimes the revealing, the revealing of our feelings, the revealing of our feelings is the beginning of healing. The revealing of our feelings is the beginning of healing. Why is that the case? It's because we bring them out of the darkness and tangled web within us. And when we reveal them and bring them out into the light of God's truth, the light of good perspective, the light of godly counsel, whenever we're honest about those feelings and we reveal them and bring them out into the open and talk with, uh, with someone about them, God often uses that process, the revealing of our feelings, to begin the process of healing and restoration and encouragement and strengthening. So I want to encourage you not only to take the assessment, 
But I want to encourage you, church family, before the day's done, take your outline and have a conversation with somebody you love. Have a conversation with your spouse. Have a conversation with another family member. Have a conversation with a friend or a small group or a Sunday school class friend and say, hey, what'd you say to what Pastor Tim Scale was this morning? And how are you doing on the weariness and discouragement and opposition and frustration scale? That conversation could be used of the Lord to begin some healing and encouragement and restoration and strengthening that would be good for our soul. Well, that's the beginning place. But now I want you to take from these uh, three verses five principles. I think uh, there's a handful. There's five of them. And you'll be able to take them away today that will actually help you take some steps to increase your power to persevere. Okay, let's look at them. Here they are. Here's the first one. It's in the first part of verse 1. In verse 1, the writer of Hebrews reminds them, he says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So what is the principle that emerges from that? Here it is. Write it in on your outline. The principle is my power to persevere will increase when I gain inspiration, when I gain inspiration from those who have gone before me. When I gain inspiration from those who have gone before me. Now, why is this principle important? Because one of the tools that the enemy uses is to say, your situation is unique. Nobody's ever had it just like you have it. Nobody's ever experienced the challenges that you experience. Your situation is special, and because it's unique and special, God is not able to help you or to encourage you or to strengthen you. So guess what the writer of Hebrews does? In the book of Hebrews, he points to the supremacy of Christ And then when you get to chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, he says, now remember, you're not the first one who've run this race, and there are many who have run it before you, and God's grace has been sufficient for them, and they have endured, they've persevered, they finished well, they finished strong, they finished faithfully, and if they can do it, you can do it too. All those people are listed in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch walked with God. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abraham left his home country, went to another one. By faith, Moses left the pleasures of Egypt to pursue the Lord and to follow him. And man, one after the other, they are listed. So now watch this, watch this. One of the reasons, but maybe you're here today, is for the Lord to say to you, okay, I get it. You may be a little weary. You may be a little discouraged. You may be done with it. You may be facing significant challenge. You may be under a lot of pressure. But just remember, there are other followers of Christ through the years who face great difficulty, and by God's grace, He enabled them to persevere and to endure. He will enable you to do the same. 
Well, I hope you'll take the time to look back in Hebrews 11 and beyond, and you'll find some inspiration from those who have gone before us. That's the first principle. Here's the second principle. It comes from verse 1 in Hebrews 12 as well. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that's all those who've gone before us, here it is, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. So here's the second principle to increase your perseverance, to maximize your endurance, to be able to keep on in a faithful way. My power to persevere will increase, number two, when I travel light. When I travel light. You know, one of the things uh, my sweetheart and I, Beverly and I, have enjoyed across the years, we started it really uh, when, uh, when our girls were small, was uh, <clears throat> hiking. And um, we would uh, go to North Georgia Mountains and go to Unicoi State Park or Anna Ruby Falls or some of those waterfalls up there, and we would enjoy some hikes. And, and let me just say, at the mention of my sweetheart, I want to say thanks to so many of you for your prayers and encouragement for her in the recent home going of her daddy and for our family. We have felt your love. We have known your encouragement and support. God's grace is sufficient for us. And by his grace, we're walking on into the next chapter and we're doing good. So I want to say thank you for that, and I hope you'll continue to pray. Well, my sweetheart and I loved doing some hiking, and then when our girls came along, we continued to do that too. Now, we're not, we're not the serious hiking kind of people. We're not people who, you know, um, pitch a tent and bathe in the river and cook on the fire and, and that sort of thing. We're not that kind of hiking people, but we love day hikes. And as we would do the day hikes across the years, guess what I discovered we needed? We needed a day pack. Um, we needed something like this. It's just a little day pack. This is an Osprey brand, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's called Daylight, and it, it's intended to just carry the essentials for a day hike. And if you've ever done much hiking, you know you, you need one of these. And, and so one of the things that you need if you're going to do some hiking is you need the appropriate things in here. You need some water, right, to get hydrated and to have enough water along the way. And so I have some water in here, and you need a little protein. So here is a sweet and salty mix of nuts to give you some protein along the way. And everybody needs a few chocolate chip cookies as along the way. Uh, too, and so I have some of those, and so you have some things in here. But can you tell what is the case about my pack up here? What, what is the deal with my pack? It is too heavy. And one of the things you learn is if you're going to hike joyfully all the way to the end, you have to lighten your load. You have to carry only the essentials. Now, I want you to watch this church family that I love. As we walk through life, it's like we all have a pack on our back. And what happens across the years, what happens across the years is things begin to happen. 
and there are hurts and there are slights and there are wounds and there are dings and there are disappointments and those become like weights that we are carrying that weight us down. Some are not very big. They they wouldn't be so significant. You say, well, that's not such a, a big deal, but you know if you carry enough, each one a little different of those little things, the pack gets heavy and you're tempted to quit to get out of the race. And some of them really are heavy And some of those wounds go really deep and they're burdens that weigh us down and keep us from being able to make the progress God intends. But I want to say to you today, church family, that by God's grace, by God's grace, you can offer forgiveness. You can receive forgiveness. You can experience restoration. You can cast all your care on him because he cares for you. And you can unpack that load and you can travel light again by the grace of Christ and make the progress that the Lord intends Is the reason you're here today to lay your burden down, to lighten your load, so that you can keep on, persevere, and endure for God's glory and for your good? The first principle, I gain inspiration from those who go before me. Number two. I travel light, I lay aside every weight and the sin that besets me. And then here's the third principle. The third principle is, I I find my power to persevere increases when I adjust my pace to match the length and difficulty of my race. When I adjust my pace to match the length and the difficulty of my race. This verse 1 says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That word endurance literally means to remain under the load. It's the capacity to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances. Do you see it? It means steadfastness, constancy, perseverance. In the New Testament, it's the characteristic of a man or a woman who is not swerved from their deliberate purpose and loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and suffering. You know, if, if we are only running a short distance, boy, we can sprint. But if it is a longer journey, if it is a lifetime journey, then we have to adjust our pace and settle in to a pace that matches the length and difficulty of the race. But once we find the right pace, then we keep it day after day after day. 
I saw this principle illustrated a few years ago by Jim Collins in his great little book called Great by Choice. And it tells of the story of what occurred in the fall of 1911 when two explorers were trying to see who would be the first to make it to the South Pole. One was a Norwegian named Roald Amundsen, and the other was an Englishman named Robert Falcon Scott. They, they were similar in age, they had similar teams, they had similar preparation, similar skills, similar equipment, but one of them made it there first and made it out successfully, the other did not. What was the difference? Let me see if I can highlight it quickly. It was this. One of the teams, the team led by the Englishman, Robert Falcon Scott, they said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to make whatever progress the day gives us. So if the weather's good, we're going to go not 10 or 20 or 30 or 40. We may go 50 miles in a day. But if the weather's bad, we'll stay in our tent. When the weather's good, we'll go again. When the weather's bad, we'll pull back. They said, we're going to be driven by our circumstance. They headed off. The Norwegian team, on the other hand, said, no. We're going to do a 20-mile march every day. First day, we'll do 20 miles. And at the end of that day, the men said, but we can go further. He said, no, just 20 miles. At the end of day two, 20 miles. At the end of day three, 20 miles. When it was sunshine and easy, 20 miles. And on the days that the storms were raging, they got out of the tent and they made their way 20 miles. Now, who do you suppose made it to the pole first? And the answer is, it was the team who embraced the 20-mile march who determined the appropriate pace and did it day by day consistently over and over again, good times and bad, and as a result, they reached the pole first, they made it home safely. The story ends in tragedy because the other team, they eventually reached the pole many days later, but all of the second team died in the wilderness and they died because they fell just short of a supply depot that had the supplies to keep them alive. Do you see the principle here? The principle is you and I persevere. You and I are able to endure when we determine the pace with the wisdom of the Lord to match the length and difficulty of our race. And then we do that pace. We do that discipline day after day after day after day. And as a result, it produces the results that the Lord intends in our lives. Well, there are just a couple other principles here. Let me give them to you quickly. And that is number four. The fourth principle is my power to persevere will increase when I keep company with others who share my values and purposes. When I keep company with those who share my values and purposes, we're not intended to make the journey alone, but instead, notice what the book of Hebrews says. It says, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. The truth is we all need encouragement from others along the way. And when we keep company with those who share our commitment to Christ, they encourage us. And then finally, number five, my power to persevere will increase when I fix my eyes on Jesus. 
when day after day after day, I look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you see this last principle? It's why we're reading through the Gospel of John again. It's why over the course of a year at Ingleside, we make our way through each one of the Gospels. It's so that God in His Word can draw us near to the Lord Jesus. And we're encouraged by His example. We're strengthened by His teaching. We're filled by His Spirit. And we're enabled to persevere, to endure, to keep going even during tough times. So what about you? What about you? Are, are you fixing your eyes on Jesus? It's easy, is it not, in a season like this to get our eyes on the problem, to get our eyes on our fears, to begin to get our eyes on other people and do the comparison thing, and that either leads to pride or to despair, or maybe even to focus our eyes on ourself. But the scripture says, rivet your gaze, fix your eyes on Jesus. Follow his example. Learn from his teaching. Be filled by his spirit. Walk in his presence. Live for his glory. And when we do that, when we're inspired by those who go before us, when we lay aside the extra weight, when we adjust our pace, keep company with other believers, and keep our eyes on Jesus, well, then we'll be able, by God's grace, to endure, to persevere, to keep going. You see, church family, this goes beyond the this goes beyond the challenge of the pandemic, even though that's where we are. It goes to the kinds of disciples that you and I are becoming and the kind of disciple that we are making at Ingleside. You see, there's a kind of disciple that's sometimes on and sometimes off, sometimes hot and sometimes cold. Sometimes faithful, sometimes not. Walk in the path, but then out in the world. It's like that team going to the South Pole. Hot one day, cold the next. Hot one day, cold the next. And there is a kind of disciple making that is so shallow that it has no lasting consequence. But that's not the kind of disciple the Lord wants you and me to be. You know, it's not very flashy. It, 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 it's not very spectacular. It, it's not very um, attractive to someone who's looking for something sensational. But the kind of disciple God intends you and me to be is one who endures, who perseveres, who is faithful, 
who is strong, who is true. You know, as I looked at all the words that describe this kind of disciple, and they just filled me up with energy this week. Listen, we want to be disciples who have grit, who have metal, who are persistent, who have stamina, who have strength, who have tenacity, who are patient, who have vitality. We want to be disciples who have backbone, gutsiness, heart, moxie, pluck, spunk, starch. Do you get the idea? Steadfast, constant, enduring. Can we do that on our own? No. But by the Lord's grace, we can. We can be an enduring, persevering follower of Christ, which will be for our good and for God's great glory. But I want to encourage you to renew your commitment to being that kind of disciple today. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the challenge and the encouragement of your word. Now, Lord, there's some among us today who are struggling. And Lord, I want to pray that the encouragement of our being together around the word today would fill them by your spirit with new energy and new strength. Lord, don't allow the enemy to defeat us or to discourage us. I want to pray for some who feel broken today that you would restore and heal and build up. Lord, I want to pray for us all that you'd keep us in the race, faithful, true, strong, enduring, persevering for your great name's sake. Lord, we need you. We need you. Oh, Lord, to strengthen us during these days. And we offer this prayer to you in Jesus' name. Amen.